morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Give this show page a follow on Twitter as well at Big Ten MM. It is Friday, Valentine's Day, February 14, 2020. And yesterday, saw a very quiet Big Ten. Not a lot of things are happening, but there were some significant things happening as well. We'll start off with Michigan State. Clearly, Mel Tucker is the new coach. Went through the whole ringer yesterday. And, unfortunately for Tucker, he will be losing longtime strength coach Ken Manny. He is off to retirement. Manny has been with the Spartans for seven years now. And, unfortunately for Tucker... He's going to have to find a new guy to lead his team in the offseason because that's pretty much what the strength coaches do due to the fact of NCAA rules. Coaches are unable to have contact with players during certain periods of time. And during that time, the only sanctioned coach who is allowed to speak with the players, be around the players, is the strength coach. So... In essence, the strength coach is really kind of like an assistant head coach because the strength coach has to have the same vision as your head coach. They have to be on the same page. They have to be looking for the same things. They have to be working for the same things. And, well, when you see a change in regime, like Mark D'Antonio retiring, opening the door for Tucker Losing a coach like Manny isn't such a huge surprise, but it is a surprise when he's not even really given the new coach a chance. He kind of sometimes when coaching staffs change, there are some holdovers, which we still don't know about the Michigan State staff. We don't know if Tucker is going to keep any of the current assistants. Uh, I could definitely see potentially some defensive guys being held over specifically Tressel who I thought was going to Mike Tressel who I thought was going to get the job ultimately after everyone turned them down but they doubled back on Tucker you'd have to assume that everybody on the offensive side is gone because that's really where Michigan State has had their issues the last few years it's on the offensive side of the ball and We'll see. Uh, Tucker's staff will come out soon, and it'll be interesting to see going forward. You know what he likes to do because he's a five and seven career head coach. That's right, one season under his belt, five and seven. So it'll be interesting to see how Tucker's first year goes and how he creates his staff. All right, Maryland safety Deion Jones has entered the transfer portal. The former four-star. Just didn't get the playing time that he thought he would. And especially when you have a coaching change, when Mike Loxley comes in, there's always a possibility that everyone starts fresh. And the possibility of playing time is always there. Jones went through the first year and realized he's not quite a fit at the program anymore. So he will be moving on. Nebraska has added to their future schedule a home-and-home home with Oklahoma State. And this one is going to take a while to play because the majority of these players are very, very young because 
This is scheduled for 2034 and 2035. It's going to start in Lincoln and then end up in Bedlam in 35. But remember, 2035, it is 2020. That's 14 and 15 years from now. The majority of those players are anywhere between 3, which is 18, and 6 years old. Yeah, you can say 7 as well. Probably, you know, with some red shirts in there. So, yeah. Nobody <laughs> that are on these current rosters are going to be there. There's potential that coaches aren't even going to be there as well. But still pretty neat for Nebraska that they're going to add Oklahoma State. But who knows where the hell either of these programs are going to be when they face off in 14 and 15 years. It's a long time in the future. All right, moving on to the hardwood. Before recapping last night's action, the Naismith candidates were announced the 30 finalists for the prestigious award. And there was a solid Big Ten flavor going on with the 30 candidates. You have Ayo DeSumo, Illinois' guard, who we still don't know what's going on with his injury. Structural, no structural damage to his knee, but... The extent of him missing court time, nobody really knows. Luca Garza, my front runner for the Big Ten Player of the Year, star forward for the Hawkeyes. He's on there. Minnesota center Daniel Oturu on there as well. Maryland forward Jalen Smith. Penn State guard Lamar Stevens. Ohio State's forward Caleb Wesson. And finally, in alphabetical order, Michigan State's Cassius Winston, who going into the season, many believed he was going to sweep all of the national awards. And we all know how preseason awards work. It never turns out the way that you actually think it's going to. That's exactly what happened or has happened this year because if you looked at the beginning of the year, I think everyone, you know, especially inside the conference, everyone's like, oh, there it is. It's going to be Winston. It's going to be Winston. It's going to be Winston. I don't think anybody really saw the fact that Luca Garza would make a move, would really become a complete player. Offense on the defensive side, because you have to look at it like this. Luca Garza has really worked his way into literally one of the best teams in the country. And speaking of Garza, the Hawkeyes faced the Hoosiers last night in the only Big Ten contest. And this one, and no surprise here with the wacky Big Ten, how crazy it's been this year, that Indiana pulls the upset off at home, getting an 89-77 to win over the Hawkeyes. Again, not surprising. This Big Ten season has been absolutely nuts. You cannot expect the favorites to win. You expect... A lot of teams, actually, for me, I expect multiple teams to end up in the tournament. I wouldn't say that Indiana has sealed the deal with a win over a ranked Iowa team, but it sure as hell helps. They are close. There are multiple teams like Indiana that are just kind of on that bubble. I wouldn't say bubble. I actually think a lot of these teams are in because you're looking at you know, Wisconsin, a Purdue, an Ohio State, a Michigan, uh, Minnesota can be thrown in that mix. 
pretty much anybody in the conference that is hovering right around 500. And that's every team except for Nebraska and Northwestern. So I think that you, know, you look around, Maryland's the highest ranked team in the conference right now. I think they're a lock. Penn State also ranked. Michigan State, they're not ranked anymore. They fell out this week, but uh, with a win this week already and then potentially another one this weekend, you could see that. Illinois, I don't think they'll get penalized for losing. They actually lost to Michigan State earlier this week. I don't think they get penalized for losing that game. I don't think they get penalized for losing to Sumo either in the polls because I think Coach, you know everyone wants to see how they react to that injury. Iowa lost last night, but I think they're in. Rutgers, I'm pretty sure they're in at the current moment. And then this is where you get to the jumble and mix with the Wisconsin, Purdue, Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota. So those, I think those are the teams that are a little bit more on the bubble-ish. But in all honesty, I could see a good amount of them making it. Because the league is tough this year. There's no easy outs except for those two, Nebraska and Northwestern. Everyone else, tough, tough, tough. All right, no games on the slate for tonight. So the action picks up again on Saturday. Early noon affairs, Central Time, Northwestern going to Happy Valley, take on the Nittany Lions, and Purdue going into Columbus to take on the Buckeyes later on in the early afternoon. You've got Wisconsin and Nebraska in Lincoln. The aforementioned Illinois taking on Rutgers. I think this is a, probably a big, a big game, even though there's there's no two ranked teams. Rutgers at one point was ranked. This is pretty big for the Big Ten race as well, as Rutgers is right behind the fighting Illini. And you've got the leading Maryland. This is the game of the day because... Maryland's leading the conference. Michigan State is nipping at the butt. They could really get a little bit closer if they get that big W at home. So we'll see what happens on that one. And moving on to Sunday's only two games on Sunday. Iowa gets a chance to get back on the winning track against Minnesota as they go into the Twin Cities to face Daniel Oturu and Indiana going to Ann Arbor to face Michigan-Indiana, obviously coming off of a nice little W last night over Iowa. We'll see if Michigan can get another W as well because they got a win earlier this week too. It will be interesting. Like I said, this week, I'm sorry, season has been just nuts on the basketball court and that's going to do it for me this morning on your big 10 morning minutes i appreciate the listen go ahead and give me a follow on twitter at mike f chen follow the show site as well at big 10 mm raiders reviewers and share us on all of your listening platforms happy valentine's day have a great weekend big 10 fans i'll talk to you on monday morning